All right. Here we go. Number four. Number four. Here we are. Once again, my name is David, and this is my brother Ray, and we are Preachers from the Bleachers. That's right. We're going to talk about some sports today. Uh, we got some stuff today to talk about in the NFL, a couple of signings, a couple of other things going on, uh, some stuff in the NCAA with Louisville, and we got some... Uh, I got a little bit about the NBA. I want to talk about Jordan Barkley uh, just for a few minutes, and then maybe some uh, stuff about some sports movies. So uh, let's let's uh, let's get started, and uh, here we go. Away we go. So let's go to the hot hand. Uh, got to talk about just for a minute to the, that uh, Don Shula died this week, man. Mm. So that's, that's tough. That's that's a tough loss, man. The NFL gonna miss him, yeah. even though he was ninety years old. I'm sure he's still a good ambassador for the NFL during them last years. Me personally, I can't stand the man. Not that I really can't stand the man, but when my Bears was going <laughs> for an undefeated season, yeah. it was the Miami Dolphins and the Don Shula standing in our way, and we kind of lost that game. I think it's some conspiracy going on. I don't think maybe the NFL, one of the, <laughs> one of the Chicago Bears team led by Jim McMahon to be undefeated and have to live with that for the rest of their life. Well, <laughs> if, if, if that's the case, can you say that about New England too, when they almost went undefeated, that there was a conspiracy there as well? Oh, I didn't know we was New England cheaters was on the topic for today. Oh, they're not. I'm just saying, you said, oh, you know, there was a conspiracy about somebody uh, else going on. It's been a conspiracy. The conspiracy is all about New If we talk about conspiracies in New England, yeah. then, it, man, <laughs> that's like three shows right there. Yeah, this would have been, been, this been a conspiracy against them, though. Against this, them, this not for them. It's been a conspiracy for them. Yeah, right. All right. Well, we're talking, we're talking about Don Shula and the, the NFL com- commissioner. They've been... They, they like little Roscoe buddies. They 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 homies. <laughs> Spanky and alfalfa. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean that's pretty sad about Don Shula. I mean he was. Uh, I mean it was a great life, man. You get ninety years and you get championships and and uh, and some great players to play with, and you leave a, a hell of a legacy with the NFL. So, uh, Godspeed, Don Shula. Uh, it was it was great watching your teams, man. I mean, it was really great. I mean I wasn't around. During the early stuff, you know, seventy-two perfect season and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but man, I, I remember watching the Dan Marino teams and all that. I, I love the Dolphins, man. I was enjoyed watching them. So, uh, rest right. in peace, Don Shula. Rest in peace, brother. All right. So, something I wanted to talk about this week was uh, and the Andy Dalton signing with the Cowboys. Mm. So you're gonna jump uh, right into that, huh? I am. I, 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 because I love it. I really love it. Uh, I love this signing. Do you love it for Andy Dalton or you love it for the Cowboys? What do you, I mean, because I know you ain't a Cowboy fan, so why do you love it? Well, I love it because uh, I like Andy Dalton. He's a TCU guy. Uh, but I love the fact that, you know, I think they're going to kind of show Dak that, you know what, we got other options, man. We're, we're not going to pay you $40 million. There is no quarterback that is worth $40 million. And looking at his record, looking at his record, hmm. he is not worth $40 million. They were 8-8 eight and eight last year. Hmm. That, is, that is not a quarterback worth $40 million. He's played four seasons. Two of them arguably pretty good, and two of them, eh, so-so. Got two, so, got two division titles out of his division four titles. Out of his four seasons, he's got two division titles, and then one of the seat—that's three out of four seasons—and nearly, you know, a 
two or three yards from 5,000 yards. You know how many people have passed for 5,000 yards? Not a lot. But I just want to say this. Rodgers got paid. Aaron Rodgers got paid. Wait, I know what you're thinking. Brady got paid. Wait, wait, wait. I know what you... Wilson got... Russell Wilson got paid. I know what you're thinking. They elite, though, right? They should have got paid. No, they got Super Bowls. They should have got paid. That's what I said, Uh, right? Uh, uh, Mahomes ain't got paid yet, but we know when he do get paid. That's coming. Oh, Lord, when he write a check, that check going to be so fat, the bank going to bounce. I I understand what, you know what I mean? But I had to do a little research on this one. Kirk Cousin Cousin got $33 million a year. Mm -hmm. Tannehill got four years and $118 million. Garoppolo paid. Wentz paid. Golf paid. I'm I'm going to go out and say that his four years is damn sure better than Wentz's four years. I don't care that you injured. Injured is part of the game. And you ain't no, ain't no way in hell you going to tell me that Jared Goff is better than Dak Prescott. No, sir. No, sir. Prescott is way better than that man. It ain't about what you worth. It's about what you able to negotiate at the time that your contract that. is up. And at this time, quarterbacks are getting more than $35 million. Pay that man $40 million. And first of all, Dak ain't even trying to break the bank with the 40. He asking for 40 knowing that he going to get 35 or 36. What he's asking for is a four-year deal. They want a five-year deal. Well, that's more control. You sign a four-year deal. What? What? How old is Dak right now? He trying to hit the market. 26, 27? At thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being thirty-one, right? Well, let me say this. First of all, I don't agree that Garoppolo should have got that kind of money, or Wentz should have got that kind. Of- okay, so they got it. You're right, but that, <laughs> that's uh, you know this is what I'm saying. Those guys don't deserve that kind of money, but. They got it. Those guys got better records than that. No, not Garoppolo. You mentioned Garoppolo. No, he don't. Garoppolo, how far did Garoppolo go in the playoffs last year? Cousins don't. How far did Garoppolo go in the playoffs last year? He had, and what, and Dave, they let him. How far did Dak go? They let him. Dak does have one playoff victory, though. One. They gave Romo a boatload of money, and he ain't, come on, man. How many playoff victories Romo got? Fine. Give me the money that they gave Romo. You always trying to do a market correction on the wrong guy. What? All these other scrubs. I, w- I would have said the same thing. Uh-huh. About, I did I say know, the same thing. I about know you would have, should have, could have. You did. And we wasn't recording back then. But I know you have always said these people ain't worth the money. They ain't worth. That's not the damn point. The point is, is about what are you worth at the time of negotiations, you know that the deals only get bigger. They don't get lower. And okay. if Dak Prescott, fourth round pick, Dak Prescott, I came in and took the Tony Romo job. Tony was injured, but I played so well. You that didn't take it. You took it. You did not take it. You took it. When he was ready to play, they say, no, nah, Tony, you can sit there. That was too and when was he ready to play? Late in the season. Very late. And they didn't. He played well enough. He played well enough that they say, Tony, we love you, but we see the future. It just wasn't that long ago. Was it last year, year for last? Jerry Jones himself said, when it's time to pay uh, Dak Prescott, you can't imagine the check that I'm going to write. Well, I can imagine it. Dak can imagine it. 
Put your name on the paper. Get that man his 40 million. Let's just be realistic. That's 40. I said the same thing. Remember, we used to argue about the NBA contracts. And I told you, I told you that Zach Levine's contract that the Bulls signed was going to be just eh. Yeah, that dude get paid 20. Come on now. We got people out there in the NBA making th- Sign that man. $40 million. $40 million ain't going to be nothing. You said, you just said. Sign his contract. That's going to look real petty. You, uh, <laughs> you just said that he's worth what he's worth at the time of the contract. At 8-8 eight and eight and one playoff win, 8-8 eight and eight last year and one playoff win, he's not worth it. Hey, move, your mic, move, move your microphone down a little bit. You're cutting out a little bit. There you go. I'm sorry. Judge, yeah, it's the four seasons the man had one average season and the rest of those seasons been been pretty above average and above average at quarterback gets you 40 million today if Dak Sands signs for less than 36 million dollars they just gave seven million dollars to the backup seven no they gave three million to the backup Seven in incentives. And you think he's going to hit any of those incentives if he's sitting on the bench? No. The answer if is no. Get thirty-six to forty million. He' going to be playing. Right. That's right. And then so he'll seven. Don't, don't say they gave seven million to homeboy because he's not going to get seven million. If Dak don't get his thirty-six to forty, he' going to get incentives that might take him to ten million. Because if Dak should not be playing without a thirty-six. Fourth round, they, this is his only chance. He didn't get no first round money, first round pick money. He didn't get that. So he's trying to make up for it a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. When you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> when you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, you know and I know if you walk around Dallas, all you're going to see, the man has 7-Eleven ad campaigns in Dallas. Yeah, yeah I mean, you get the world. He made some loot, but he ain't make that first round check. You know, a quarterback picked in the first round, he ain't going to never get there. And when you start looking at the quarterbacks that were picked in his draft with him, he's doing all right. He's doing a little better than all right, Dave. I'm just saying, it is what it is. You don't think nobody's looking at I'm looking at his sheet right now. He's got 13 13 and 3 is his first season. Let me talk. Let me talk. He's got 13 and 3 in his first season, 9 and 7 in his second season. 13 and, and 3. Oh, you said 30. All right. Players mess up. Go ahead. 13 and 3. 13 and 3. Nine, 9 and 7. 10, 10 and 6. 8 Still and 8. That's, that's a winner. That's two good seasons. What's the accumulative record over there? Uh, what is it? Yeah. Winner. 40 and 24. 40 and 24? Well, and most of that was in the first season. Come on. So you discounting his rookie season? This so, uh, come on. Tony Romo on the bench? He stepped into a Pro Bowl team, man. We, we talked about we talked about this already when we talked about Romo. Yeah. And we said, and we said that the best team that Romo ever had, he never played a snap with. And that was Dak's rookie season. Which wasn't a Pro Bowler. Jason Garrett held him back as far as I'm concerned. We finna really see him take off. Now we got somebody that know a little something, a little something about some offense. Because yeah. Jason Garrett was real conservative. Why we on this, I don't understand why, why men do this. In football, at the job, whatever. I mean, in real life, 
we'll take all the risk and all the gambles to get to this level. And then we get to this level and we'd be like, hold up, I want to be conservative. I'm playing safe. Yeah. Well, Jason Court, Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator, man, that's how he got the job. Some people think he undermined Wade Phillips by doing what he did, just being outstanding. I don't know how being outstanding undermines him, but that's what people in Dallas believe. But he took gambles. He took gambles that he wasn't willing to do as a, as a coach. And then he just came off just flat out conservative where uh, just take a risk here and there. But all I said, all that to say this. Now we got a coach that's willing to do a little something. I think, yeah. I think he doesn't think, I think McCarthy was better anyway, but I think the year that he took out and analyzed himself, look at where the game was going. Some of the things that Aaron Rodgers said about McCarthy wasn't a lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't a lie, but it ain't like the dude forgot how to coach. I just think overall McCarthy is a better coach than Jason Garrett. Now you put him in there with Amari, CD Lamb. We got, Come on, man. You about to take get a man 40 million. I'ma just say this. Right. If you give him 40 million, he's gonna come back with a you know four thousand yards, I think 28 touchdowns and eight interceptions, and it's gonna be worth 40 million. It, maybe you don't think he's worth 40 million now, but nobody pays you, Dave. Nobody pays you for what you done did. They pay you for what you're gonna do. Well, that's fine, but I tell you what, I think Andy Dalton could do that exact same stuff with this team. But so. if you here, I throw this coffee on you. <laughs> I don't know hey, what Andy Dalton. Last year's Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton. Last year's different. Andy Dalton because last year's that was ten times better than well, last, last year's. year's Dak still had a ten times better team than Andy if, Dalton had. Let's just look at the last four years. This Dak, this Dak is much better than Andy Dalton in the last. If you're gonna give me Andy Dalton in year four, five, and six, uh, man, that dude, okay. that dude was pretty. And this team was better then. Come on, man. You got you to gotta, you know, give some credit to the team around him. I mean, if, if Andy Dalton is playing with this Cowboys team over the last four years. I won't argue with you on that, just simply because it was still the damn Bengals. <laughs> like, like if, the, if you probably in Ohio, you probably, if you're the Bengals and the Browns, you're probably the second and third best football team in the state. The Buckeyes probably will whip that. Booty on both. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They pay better at Ohio State too. They're probably right about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think I think we covered. Uh, I think we covered the Cowboys. I think uh, people know where we stand on that. I think I think we were clear about that. What do you think? Man, Cowboys, ten and six next year. NFC East champions. You heard it here first. At ten and at six. Ten and six. Right. Is- is ten and six good with this team? Hey man, it's a the league. Is, come on now, uh, come on. Giants is up and coming now. That rookie uh, surprised me. I didn't know Daniel Jones was gonna be that good. Saquon is just as good, if not better, than Ezekiel Elliott. I did just happen to pick him number two in my draft in a NFL fantasy draft last year. So uh-huh. I'm a believer in Saquon. I'm just saying the only. Only person suck really is Washington, and you believe in them? No, I don't, I'm not saying I believe them. I, I I like the coach and I like the direction they're going. So in two or three years, I think they're going to be really good. So 
And I'm, I think they'll be much better this year than they were. Six, I'm looking at 10 and six, nine and seven, nine and seven. And I think that the Washington Redskins bringing up the rear at like six and 10. You're going to so, pay a guy $40 million. I expect better than 10 and six with this team. I expect, I expect another 13 and three. Okay. I just expect stats because, you know, quarterback don't, don't win and lose the game by itself. Well, I, then you're you're, count, you're you're saying one thing look earlier than you looking at your stat. You the one brought up the record. You brought it up, yeah. and then the record turns out to be pretty doggone good. I said he gonna get you. I'm talking about yards. His stats will prove out that he was worth forty million. I don't know about the team record, but I know them records of him throwing that thing. That's gonna prove out to be forty million dollars worth in the NFL. If I'm paying you forty million, you better go thirteen to three this year with this team. You know how many dudes right now currently making thirty million dollars that ain't went thirteen and three last year? Hell, they ain't making forty million though. <laughs> so. Let's, let's, let's split the difference and say 12 and 4. I, I would take that. And, and, Cowboys going to be 11 and 5 win the NFC East. I'll go ahead and change it and take it. NFC, they better win the NFC East. They, they better win the NFC East. You can't be the highest. I, I'm not going to do that now. If you're the highest paid quarterback in the division, you have to come with it. If you the and you in the NFC East, you know how to back in the day, Tech Shram stuck them in that East Coast market to get all that pub and all that. You're going to have to put out. You know what I mean? That's the whole, this is my whole thing about any quarterback. <clears throat> we argue, I argued with Aaron Rodgers about, uh, with the Aaron Rodgers thing and them not drafting a receiver. Once you pay the quarterback, Hey man, you're gonna have to play with one less wide receiver and one less tight end. That's just how it works. We everybody yeah. can't get paid. So that same thing I said about Russell Wilson. Once we give you the money, who Russell Wilson throw to? I would I, I would not I don't want them cats on my team and my team suck. I don't want Baldwin. No, dog. But with <laughs> you mean you're not gonna get too many Pro Bowl wide receivers and pay them. And you get paid. Like right now, I don't even know. I would really like to take a look at how they pay all them linemen, how they paid, how they gave Amari a hundred million. Like something in them contracts where we gonna look up two, three down years down the line, they're gonna be like, yeah. cut, you're released, yeah. we're done with you. Cause they don't make sense how they I mean they got three linemen they got paid. Yeah, you know, what, got, you know what it is though. It's, it's like college ball when you got the the local butcher paying them in uh, some steaks, and then the uh, the car dealership giving them a, a Mercedes. Or, yeah, that's what it's like. That's how the extra money's coming in. That's that's how they're covering that nut. That's how they're doing it. So speaking of Seattle, I was going to bring up Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is thinking about returning to Seattle. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know how you can still be a running back with no legs. <laughs> Key word is running, right? Yeah. We already seen this comeback. Yes. I like Monson as a people, and I, I loved him as, as beast mode, but yeah. beast mode is now least mode. That <laughs> ain't there no more. That that beast mode is gone. So like he coming back to do what? To be a third stringer? He comes uh, as a um, you know how they had a, uh, the third string emergency quarterback. He gonna be the third string. He gonna be be the fourth string emergency running back. Just I guess so. I don't think you could put people on the practice squad when they play ten years. I know. You know. I thought that was for guys in the first two, three years. You know what I mean? I, mm -mm. No to lease mode. Lease mode got to go home. 
Yeah, I mean, I respect your career. Loved watching you play, but man, I, I, you're done, man. I watched you last year, and it was just you were painful to watch. Just painful to watch you trying to run and getting nowhere. So, but on the on the other end of that, Frank Gore signed with the Jets. Done. So yeah, so he's gonna, he's gonna be backing up uh, Le- Le'Veon Bell. He's gonna be backing up Le'Veon Bell. So Frank Gore, he wasn't terrible last year. He had like 600 yards, so he could fill in from time to time. You know, third down back occasionally, whatever. Uh, also had a, a great career, a lot of rushing yards in his career. I think he just passed Barry Sanders. Is that right? Or getting close to Barry Sanders? He, mm, he's yeah, he's in that range. So, uh, but is he? He might be in that range, but I don't care what nobody say. He ain't in that category. No, just no, no. say the names out loud. Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Frank Gore. One of these individuals don't fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you were forced to have one of the two, would you rather have Gore or Marshawn? You just asked me if I had to have Marshawn Lynch. That's right. If you were forced or, to. Or Frank Gore in a place where, in a in this NFL where running backs are devalued, you want to give me devalued running backs as a okay. choice. We're playing Would You Rather. That's all. I mean, that's a tough question, man. But since you put me on, on, on the spot, I would probably go at least mode because I feel like – if I ain't got the, my only reasoning after just bashing him, my only reason is if I just don't play him, <laughs> if I only give the ball to him um, for one yard at the yeah. goal line, I feel like he might be able to get that done. The, the, uh, what what's the boy's name? Uh, Blunt. What's the running back? LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt. Blunt. We're going to turn him into LeGarrette Blunt. The dude got 20 carries on the year. <laughs> And, like and 12 touchdowns. Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to put least mode in that into that category. Turn beast mode back into least mode and put him like somewhere in between like middle mode. And yeah. then, yeah, but I ain't going with no Frank Gore, man. I don't believe he was never, he was never, I mean, there is something to having played for a long time in any sport, but especially in a sport like football or hockey where people hit you. Yeah. <laughs> So it is something to be said that he has done it for a long time. Longevity is a big thing, but that doesn't make you great to me in no way, shape. But that means you have great conditioning, yeah. have great eating habits, great, great workout habits. But that don't necessarily make you great to me. Yeah. Well, I would say if I were forced to take one of the two, I think I would go with Gore. Uh, no reason why. I just I think he can get you a few more yards than Lynch can because he'll try to, you know. Gore, uh, like Lynch will try to run over you and Gore try to get around you. So I think he can get you a few more yards. Oh, I can see that. I can see so, that. So, uh, so there you go. Frank Gore and Marshawn Lynch. I can't believe we're still talking about these two guys in the NFL. <laughs> so, okay. The other thing I'm, this week. I'm oh, making a comeback myself. Are you are? All right. Yeah. I'm going I'm to pay the ticket to see the first game. And then when you break your leg, I'm, I'm, well, I don't have to pay for season tickets. First game. First practice, brother. That's as uh, far as it's going. Right. My bad. I don't, I don't even have to buy the first ticket. If I, man, I don't do it. Listen, I did the. So I'm yes, just yesterday I went up the mountain, Lone Mountain here in yeah, the yeah, yeah. I was trying to beat my record. I was mad in the mugs. Like so, I go up. I don't go all the way around. It's like two point two miles to go all the way around. So you go up, 
plateaus out and then it'll come back down no matter what side you go obviously right yeah but i don't do the 2.2 i do a mile so i i i, I trek up the mile half mile up and then come back down the other half right man did it the other day and it said 40 minutes i was like no nah, i'm fat but i ain't that fat that ain't working so yesterday i went <laughs> i went up i was like i'm just gonna be 40 minutes i hit that it, it i hit i don't know when we got to the top Going, I mean, obviously, going up is always tough. Yeah. I, I, at the top, I was at uh, 18 minutes just just to go up. Uh-oh. I finished coming down in 26. I was hard. <laughs> you know, I, got, <laughs> I had the momentum going right. I'm coming down a few times. I ain't going to lie. I might have rolled a little bit downhill, but whatever. I finished in 26 minutes. That's better than 40. That's progress uh, tomorrow. We shoot for 25 minutes. <laughs> uh, you have to roll downhill tomorrow. <laughs> so I, I've been I've been uh, riding my bicycle a lot lately. There's a trail. I have to ride about a half mile to get to it from here. But uh, there's a trail that can go. I think it goes all the way downtown if I can get on it right. Uh, there's one part of it that's covered up by water, but I think I can get around that. But I've been riding uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 miles when I go out. So I've probably put about 100 miles on my bike in the last three weeks, which is not a lot for some most people or that ride a lot but it's a lot for me so it's not. good for pe- it's good yeah. for fat people yeah <laughs> you know? i've been really enjoying that man it's, yeah. it's good yeah like, i might like not people. be i might we we might not be like the top of the class when they come to fitness but i am top in fat people <laughs> as fat people go i am the king we are the top <laughs> all right moving on moving on so uh also this week uh Louisville got hit with notice of violations from mm. the NCAA, and uh, they gave some to Patino, too, who is now coaching at Iona. I didn't think they'd let him back in college ball, but mm. he's, uh, he's back at Iona. What that notice? What the notice mean? Break that down for me. I ain't that well, intelligent. Well, uh, what they said is that, hey, we're, we're investigating you guys for notice of uh, violations with the NCAA. A lot of them, the ones in Louisville have to stem from the Adidas uh, teams giving money to uh, Bowen. What was his name? Uh can't remember his first name. That was Brian Bowen. That was Brian Bowen. That's correct, Brian Bowen. So all the they they stem from. Uh, they said that Adidas paid a hundred thousand dollars to Bowen's dad, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, I, and 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 uh, that that Coach Patino didn't do enough to foster an environment where they weren't. Uh, this stuff wasn't allowed, or people didn't know this wasn't allowed, or any of that kind of stuff, which is you know. Tino says he knew nothing about that, which is possibly true, but, you know, he didn't really keep tabs on the guys that were doing this kind of stuff. Like, he probably didn't really want to know. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't accuse him of that. I don't know. Uh, that's what kind of I would, I would think. But uh, Rick got caught. Yeah. And that's why I can't, I can't believe he's back in college basketball. Rick, Rick got caught. He's back in college basketball because everybody knows this goes on at some point level in all major college sports i mean you think listen let, let's get off the men let's get off basketball football ain't no way in boy you gotta know that con- women's connecticut basketball man i wouldn't be shocked if all of them ladies was paid yeah there's no way in the world you keep getting these best players yeah Hey Gino, I ain't I ain't saying you involved, but somebody somewhere paying these young ladies. You can't get out of every class, man. Every class. 
if it's you get the number one class every year. Every not just the number one class, but yeah. with you get in five, <laughs> you can't get three of the top five players every year, six of the top ten players every every year, bro. You, so, and again, Gino, it might not be Gino, but somebody somewhere got it. They got it. Somebody, there's a bag man somewhere behind every program. Whether you know, you listen, you know that I'm a big fan of John Wooden. I try to study the great coaches as much as possible. Uh, John Wooden was not clean. He did not, he, he run a, he, his, his, his philosophies on basketball and life, they sound great. I would use quite a few of them daily. But UCLA ba- basketball program back then had a bag man. I can't think of his name, but Wooden was aware of it. Yeah. Wooden was aware of it. So if the with one of the greatest of all times, and who also happens to be one of the greatest people of all time, he just, you know, back then he just kind of let it slide. So I, I would imagine today, even if they if you know of it, depending on how big it is, you might just as long as it can't be traced back to you, man, don't you don't worry about it. You still got a job to do, you still gotta go coach. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I just, I, you know, I hate to see it. I, I hate to see the seedy side of, of basketball. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I love basketball. So I, I hate to see that. I just want to see the game played in, 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 in the most honest way possible. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to know about this stuff. The thing that really uh, that, that got me about this is the headline was Louisville. But uh, Kansas, North Carolina State, Oklahoma State and South Carolina were all accused of level one violations and given notice that they were being, uh, you know, investigated. So why is Louisville the number one listed team there when Kansas, by far, has the more prestigious program? So I, the, I guess the headline was there because of Patino, I'm sure. It's, it's Patino. But, so he looked, listen, yeah. when you look like a, when you're on the sideline and you're dressed in your Kentucky Fried Chicken all-white Colonel Sanders suit, you out there looking like, you know, half gangster and half Ricardo Montalban, you yeah. kind of look you kind of look like you shady anyway. So it's just, you know what I mean? Oh, listen, the older you get, you become that get-off-my-lawn get kind of guy, right? Rick Pitino should be that old guy, and the old guys that is in that club don't like old guys that's not. They, the old men that run the NCAA mad at Rick because they can't be as cool as Rick at the same age. So they go after Louisville because of Pitino. But the reality is, I've said this before, everybody doing it. Why wouldn't you want to take, I mean, if you just seriously wanted to take down, why not take down Kansas? If you wanted to say, hey, we're trying to make a point. You come after the biggest, you come after Louisville, but you come after, after Kansas just as hard. But Bill Self is a nicer guy. You know what I mean? He, uh, Rick Patino will tell you how good he is. Bill Self won't. So anytime that you, 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 you pound your chest and tell people how good it is, they looking for an opportunity to come after you in the first place. Bill Self trying to get quiet. When, yeah. and he, as you should. As you said, I'm a loud mouth, but if you accuse me of something, whether I did it or not, I'm going to get quiet and I'm going to let it play out because I don't <laughs> know which way it's going to go. Bill Self, is that's what he's doing. Just get quiet. I don't, I'm pretending like I don't know nothing is going on. Well, everybody may be doing it. I'm not sure I agree with that, but 
I think there's 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 people that are doing it to a much larger degree than other ones. Because if if you're a program like Kansas or North Carolina or Kentucky, you don't have to pay these guys to come see you. They want to come because you got the program yeah, you, that gets them into you, the NBA. Why you don't? Because we just we just, got, we just compete in a different pool of players. No, so I'm saying so. So if you choosing between Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, and North Carolina, that's just a different pay grade. That's all five, it is. We how talk many, the difference. How many five star players are there every year? How many? Do you know? Uh, is there a limit on them? I don't know. Well, we know there's 300 ESPN top 300 players. How many okay. of them are five star? Probably 10. percent So probably 30, maybe less than that. Probably only 15. But if you go five and four stars, then okay, we talk yeah. probably. 35, 40 players. So I think Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, you know, those big programs like that, they got their choice. They might get two fives and a, a four and two threes, something like that. But they pretty much have their choice. Why do you have to pay guys to come see you? you? Because you might, listen, if you lose, if you got a big man, if you have a point guard, but you don't have a big man, and it's between this school and that school, if it's between let's say, Wake Forest and Kentucky. Yes, I said Wake Forest. I just want to give a shout-out right now to my man, Olivier Starr. Welcome to Big Blue Nation. You decided to transfer from Wake Forest and come play with a real school. We love you. Can't wait to see you. But back to the story. <laughs> back to the story. If I got to compete, if it's Kentucky or North Carolina, somebody paying. You get just a little, just a little something, right? I know what you're saying. I'm at Kentucky. I'm at North Carolina. The exposure is the same. But if you the bag man, if you the guy that's making bets or whatever side deals that you do, listen, man, I'm, I'm going to tell this story about high school. I ain't going to say this name because, you know, it's mob affiliated and I like living. Yeah. <laughs> right? But we had a dude on our basketball team. He was, you know, all star. He played all sports. He stopped playing them after his freshman year just to focus on basketball. Members of the brotherhood know who I'm talking about right now, right? But he focused on basketball and he told me one time in his junior year that on like Thursday nights or Friday afternoons before Friday night basketball games, they would just sit around. He just sat at a table with a bunch of people that were mob affiliated, and they would say, how many points are you going to score tonight? 30, 20, 40, you know what I mean? He'd give them a number. they give him some shoes, put a little something-something in his pocket. That was high school. That was high school. This dude never made it to the pros. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Oh, so. Yeah. So I'm saying there's people always associated and affiliated with your program. I agree. Thinking, you know, that's what I'm saying. But I ain't saying Patino, but I'm saying somebody like Coach K is somebody that's affiliated with his program that don't he don't even aware is affiliated because they just right. I went to school here, I got big dollars, and I would like to see my team win. It could be just something as simple as you went to AM and I went to the Longhorns. I want to beat you every year. It could just be a personal thing. Yeah, man, I gave that dude $50,000 because I'm worth $2 billion. I can give you $50,000 just so I can look at my best friend, my homie, and say, yeah, we got y'all. 
Yeah. There's people that do that. I'm I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I agree with you 100%. It's out there and it's out there everywhere. But I'm just saying there's some schools that don't need to do it as much and probably don't do it as much as other schools. Like the whole thing with Louisville back then was, you know, they're hiring strippers to come to these recruit parties and stuff like that when we're they're recruiting and, and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think that that most people do it to that level. I think that got away from them. Some some guys who were just new to doing that kind of got carried away or something like that. But unfortunately, yes, it's out there and it's out there everywhere. Uh, I would like to think my team is clean. I know you would like to t- think your team is clean, uh, but. I, I just don't believe that some schools have the necessity to to do that as much as others. So, uh, but we'll see who gets caught next. We'll see what happens. We'll see who gets caught next. Yeah. I hope it's Kansas. I really don't like Kansas. <laughs> 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 uh, that's funny. All right. So we, we got Louisville covered. All right. So let's go to the off season. Uh, so stuff that's going to be happening. NFL schedules are coming out tomorrow. Mm. So I'm looking forward to, to, to looking at that, and hopefully next week we'll talk about some of the, the games that we want to see. Uh, hopefully New England will play, you know, Tampa Bay or something like that. Uh, mm. What's a good revenge game or, or a good uh, game like that you'd want to see next there, year? There is no other game that nobody else really wants to see more than New England versus Tampa Bay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm just serious. I mean, like, I agree. I, I mean, how many, how many coach-player beefs has come to this level, right? I mean, it's they out there trying to pretend like they still love each other when clearly there was something going on that make you want to go play for Tampa Bay. Yeah, I I think there was something between him and Belichick. I think I think Brady was you know putting Belichick on the on the spot for for more money or whatever, and Belichick was like, no, that's not the way we work, man. We're not going to do that. We're gonna and and that just uh, and and. Man, I I think that's just what what you think it was place. money. I, I think maybe so, man, because I think Tom finally said, "Look, I've given you enough hometown discounts. You know, look at my career. Look at what I've done here. I, you know, six Super Bowls." And and uh, but I think know. if he wanted money, listen, they had Garoppolo in place to replace him, right? Yeah. And and Bill was not happy about having to trade Garoppolo. That what deal was done with Mister Kraft. So, yeah. but he went over Belichick. And went to I don't like this guy being here. It makes me, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm not sure if I'm mad at Mr. Kraft. I appreciate the loyalty because there is none in sports that he just said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get rid of my future for my present. In sports, that generally does not happen a lot. So yeah, maybe, well, that's, what, maybe that's what the real true beef is, that you went over my head. Maybe so. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. But, you know... Like you always say, and, and what Chris uh, Chris Tucker said in, in Rush Hour, you know, when they were sitting on the plane, follow the white man and the money. Follow so the white man and the money. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> man, it, it always goes back to money. But who knows? It might have been something else, you know. Uh, you know, Belichick might have said something about Giselle. You know, he didn't like her hair that day or something. I, I don't know. What. <laughs> she wasn't wearing it like he liked, but... Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see the net game uh, next year, but uh, I want—I I definitely want to see Carolina play um, New Orleans next year because Teddy B is going to be quarterbacking uh, the Panthers, and we play New Orleans twice every year. So, looking forward to that game. Um, 
I can't the really. Only, the, the only thing I look forward to is, as a Bears fan, is where is Green Bay at on the schedule? It seems like lately we play them early and play them late. I'm sick of that. I want to get. I want to play Green Bay twice. I want to play them in the first four weeks. No, let's make that. The, let's play them twice in the first ten weeks. I don't want to see them in the last six weeks. I just don't. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of that. I, I'm sick know, of that. I kind of like what they've done over the last few years, especially with uh, like I because I'm in Dallas. I pay attention to what goes on here. Is that they play uh, to get people really interested in the season right off? They play division games straight away. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's always you know the Cowboys <laughs> open against the Giants and and then. At the end of the season, in weeks 14, 15, and mm-hmm. 16, it's always the skins. But who ready? Children. Who ready well, in the beginning? Nobody really. Nobody really. But, but you know, you want to beat your division opponent in the first couple of weeks. You want, to, you want to lay down the law early on. And, and, but, you know, that's, that's where the interest comes, you, in the division games. So, and they've, they've done that here. I, I, don't, I haven't really paid attention they to have. the divisions. They have. Yeah. They have. It's, the Giants and the, the Giants, <laughs> excuse me, the Cowboys – Always seem to be playing either the Giants or the Eagles late in the season. Yes. When they, I'm just sick of that. I'm tired of that. Let's get these games over with. Like if it was up to me, I'd make you play your division rivals. All play them all early. Well, play them all early. They they do play them early because they play them twice. They play them both, once early. Both games. Play both play. games early. No, because man, first eight games all division rivals. You're still. Get you're still Let's you're get still, it out of the way, man. If. <laughs> <laughs> you're still fighting at the end of the season to win that division, and that's what makes it exciting. So nope. instead, instead of playing useless games like everybody, you know, ah, oh, I'm not starting this game because because we're we're not in it anymore. Blah blah blah. We're trying out the new guys. It, hmm. It's still exciting to watch when you're when you're still fighting for a division in the last hurt. three weeks of the season. You hurt at the end of the season. I man, I I still say if Akeem if Akeem was healthy for the Bears, we would have got Green Bay in that second game. We might have to bring Spice Adams out of retirement, man. God, dog. I tell you what, if they're not playing division games at the end of the season, I'm not watching that crap. Well, I'm just I'm just being petty because my who's <laughs> the Green Bay. I fully admit this is about pettiness. I'm just tired of losing to Green Bay. Low as a matter of fact, when when I when we get done, I'm gonna go say some. Some some prayers for two Chicago. I, I mean, if we just go, if we we could lose every game except for them two games, it'd yeah. be a successful season. I hate them. Make me <laughs> I just hate them. And yeah. if the prayers don't work, I'm gonna do some voodoo. Damn it! <laughs> You're going down to New Orleans and get you a voodoo doll. I ain't even yeah. got to. I got my voodoo doll right here. If I am, if I am you. If I am Raymond Soapy Chagog, ain't that even putting my name out on the? I'm post? just saying. I'm just saying. If I am uh, you, I'm looking at the schedule for Oakland. I'm sorry, Las Vegas, because I'm going to see who's going to come play in your town. No, no, because I, I I can't. I can only afford preseason games. What so that's, that don't, that don't, so if you watch preseason games, it don't matter who you watching. But I do. I'm gonna go check out the stadium as soon yeah. as I can, man. But you know, hopefully for they got some twenty dollar nosebleeds. But I don't think that's gonna happen. The tickets here are probably gonna be outrageous because just like in Dallas, yeah. remember when Dallas sucked and Kroger would just buy the rest of the tickets, yeah. and then it'd be an official sellout. Well, that's so, fine. No, I, th- I think I'm this, sure every gonna... casino hit all the big casinos. MGM got to buy a, got got to buy got to buy a stack of tickets. You know what I mean? Caesars got to buy a stack. of t- Everybody got to buy a stack of tickets because we got to give them out. 
to some of these high rollers. Get up off my table, man. Go see a football game. Well, no, I th- I think that I think that that people are legitimately going to buy those tickets because they're going to go to Vegas. Hey, let's go watch the game and let's spend a weekend in Vegas. I I, I think you're going to have a lot of visitors there. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a weekend in Vegas. It's still a destination spot. Yeah, absolutely. But then you got, I mean, people here love it. They, they love having their own team. So uh, not only do they have that. You still got all the Cali people who love the Raiders will come to town. And and believe me, brother, if you don't know, it'd be a whole mess of them on Friday. You if you I mean, one time I was driving out to Prim to go to the Nike outlet and they was coming in town. It it was just cars, just all just you know what I mean? And just me going on one way. This way. <laughs> boy, come, boy, they come in town in droves on the weekend. And then on Sunday, it's the opposite. They be. <laughs> and then coming to, come to Vegas is just like. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's a great location, to be honest with you, if you're a sports fan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and to be able to pull still from the Cali- California market and then whoever the heck is here who just love football. Yeah, it's a good time to be a, a, a Las Vegas Raider owner. Now, I don't know if they're going to do this or not, but are, are they putting any sports book inside the stadium? Surely they're not. I, that would be, that would be I, awesome. I, I, why? I ain't going to I know why, but why would the NFL? The NFL just now starting to gently hug fantasy football because they rec- gambling in itself. Now, the NBA, they, they all in it. I believe the NBA will get a sports book inside of a stadium before Las Vegas will, just because they all they all about yeah. We know fantasy is gambling; it is what it is. They just yeah. they you know, but the NFL just now starting to warm up to the whole fantasy football, which you know, in most cases, people people are gambling with fantasy, but Colonel, they just I, now coming to. I tell you, it would be awesome to go down and get a beer after the first quarter and go like, ah, right, well, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna. Put a bet on the second round of games today. That would be awesome. <laughs> I would love to do that. That would be so cool. So, Speaking of uh, uh, stadiums, you heard about Miami? No, what happened there? Oh, they 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 have uh, who gave them like an uh, accreditation of some sorts for their they have they have made plans for the pandemic. If we're opening, they're basically saying. So what Miami has done is they got a sixty-five thousand seat capacity they are talking about we are ready to open games it's gonna we're, we're ready to let play people in fifteen thousand. we're gonna they got plans to already space them out yeah on where they, they it didn't say like every two seats or how but they obviously if you got fifteen thousand and sixty five, they yeah. also planning to uh have specific times that people gonna arrive, so you can't huh. bump into other people and specific interests that you have to come into, right? And they take it one step further. Instead of going to the concession stand, you'll be able to order from your phone and then just walk up to the concession stand and pick it up. They'll tell you when it's ready. Which I don't know why they ain't done that before. Yeah. First, that should that should already been a thing. Well, but, yeah, there are certain places where, you know, people will come wait on you if, if you've bought certain amount worth of tickets. Like if you sit in the front row at Mavericks games, they, yeah. they got people, the yeah. waiters and waitresses that come to you. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I, you know, I was I, talking I, about. Not that level. We still talk yeah. about people who just paying regular, right, yeah. regular NFL stadium prices. 
So I was talking about this kind of with my boss today, actually, is that, uh, you know, I figured that they'll probably start doing something like that. And then, like, who gets the tickets? It's kind of a lottery as to who gets the tickets, and then they'll start spacing them out. But that was my kind of thought on it. But I didn't know Miami was talking well, about well, doing I mean, that. Well, I mean, they so. got to do season ticket holders first, right? Yeah. But, but if I'm a season ticket holder who sits in the front row, I'd be yeah. damned if I'm sitting in the in the bleachers. So either you, well, can, give, uh, you can give me my loot back. Because I pay for seats down there. Yeah. And if I know you want to get 15,000 getting tickets, you might. I ain't going to pay for a seat down there and then you seat me way the hell up there. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> that ain't going to happen, bro. Yeah. Now, if I pay That's for fine. a seat up here and you would like to move me down front, I will gladly accept that offer. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is that, that seats are at a premium if only. A certain amount of people can get in like what we were talking about with my boss was you know the alabama stadium because his daughter graduated from alabama she's going to law school uh this starting this fall there and she said well you know they got one hundred two thousand people they can get in that stadium what are they going to do and i was saying hey you know maybe they'll like put twenty thousand in the stadium and space them out or something like that so we we had almost this kind of the same conversation today but if you're one of the twenty thousand people that gets into a hundred thousand seat stadium you're going to pay a little more for the ticket and you might not get to sit as close as you want. So, and a lot of people are going to make that decision and most of them will probably take their money back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the seats are going to be at a premium. So you can buy a 4k television, <laughs> 65, 75 inch and sit right in front of it, get you the right surround sound system and be having a better seat than that. You can't, it's not going to be the atmosphere, but the atmosphere ain't going to be the same anyway because it's only 20,000 people. Well, you, you know you know what? Here, here's my idea for what you do. So instead of buying a seat, you buy a internet-connected device that you can cheer through from a seat or they put some section or whatever, and every time your team does something real good, you press a button and it makes a lot of noise. So they're not that far away from that. I, there's somewhere they already talking about putting like cardboard cutouts or yeah. dummies in the stand yeah. to make the sound like it. That's just ridiculous. If we need to play with play, pay, yeah, play the games without fans. That's what we need to do. People need to man. It, it is what it is. We need sports. It, it's yeah. time, brother. It's just time. We well, need. And, th and that's my. That was my excellent next thing on the offseason here is like sports returning without fans. I mean, you think that's a good idea or no? You yeah. like that or? Yeah, we need we need it. Yeah. We need it. Last, I'm just going to say this. The last dance on ESPN sucks. I didn't even watch Sunday's two episodes. I could not bring it sucks. I don't know if it's because I'm from Chicago and I know a lot of these stories, but it's boring as all get out. But it's the highest rated sports because yeah. we miss sports. But if we had something else to do, the last dance would not be doing the ratings that it's doing. We miss it so bad. People out there watch. I mean, NBA players are all deep in thinking about, oh, yeah, I need to be a better player. They being inspired by something they wouldn't even watch. They would have been like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this story already. I know about Michael Jordan, whether they whether it's true or not. We miss sports. We yeah. miss sports in a, in a I, major way. I agree way. with that. And honestly, man, I watch most of my sports from the house anyway. I can't afford those tickets all the time. I go when I can. You go when you can. We go, you know, when you come in town, there's a game. We, we go if we can. But, uh, 
man, I, I watch most of my games from the house just because tickets are so stupid expensive. Then you got to park. And then if you want something to eat, it's always dinner time when you're going to the game, right? So I mean, <laughs> It's dinner there. time or lunchtime. One of yeah. them, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you can't get out of there for less than 100 bucks each. I mean, you know, when all is said and done. So, hey, man, bring the sports back without fans in the stadiums. And if they get one of those button presser things where I can make noise at the stadium, that's awesome. I love that idea. I'll pay 10 bucks for that and watch the game at home. I'd love to do that, man. Make noise. 10 bucks. 50. But, uh, whatever. You but pay 50? 50 for the season. No, nah, it's gonna be. They gotta get. They got. They trying to generate money. Fifty for one game. I'm just asking you because I'm thinking that's. It ain't gonna be ten dollars. If that, if what you talking about exists and they're gonna implement that, it yeah. have to be fifty bucks because we ain't got people in the seats. We trying to generate that money. But they're gonna get more ad revenue because more people are gonna be watching the games from home. Okay. So that the ad revenue is gonna be higher. Okay. So instead of getting a hundred thousand people watching the game, they're getting two hundred fifty thousand. The billion time, the ad revenue money has already been negotiated and is being. Oh. paid out. that's not a year to year thing. That contract has already been signed. I I think it's different. I think how are you gonna get ad revenue, new ad revenue money, and then you're already inside because, of that. Because ad revenue is fluid. I'm sure there's something in their contracts if they know what they're doing. So. They know at this time they can get maybe three thousand dollars for thirty seconds for, for for this game. Well, you know maybe something happens where all of a sudden the, the station can you actually say, "Hey, I want seven thousand dollars." Well, the NBA, well, listen, let me finish, man. So and then the, the NBA says, "Okay, well, I'm not getting part of that seven thousand. You should you you're charging them three thousand. You're paying me three thousand, but all of a sudden you're charging them seven thousand. And I'm like, it's fluid, and I'm sure that there's some. They, they say instead of. You know, just give me a three a, a set three thousand dollars. You give me the the percentage of what you get for that ad because sometimes you can get more for that ad. Like right now, you could get a lot more for that ad because nobody's at the games and because there's no sports going on. So I'm saying there are mechanisms in place. You and I haven't seen the contracts, but I am sure. Uh, hell to the no! I'm saying them contracts are in cement. You talking about they ain't that you thinking of like players that is contracts. You think you that think is, of like you no, thinking no, no, no. of like players' contracts. You no. think that there's a sliding scale in a television contract with a league? Yes. No. We're gonna you, find out. We don't hear what I'm saying. You I, I hear you. I hear you. I'm saying that when they sign the deal, when CBS signs a deal with the NCAA for football. When Fox signs a deal with the NFL, I'm saying it's a done deal. There ain't no sliding scale. Yes, it's a done deal, but it's a done deal where they say, okay, we're paying you this much. If we get better ad revenue than that, we, we give you a bigger percentage. Yeah, it's, it's $5 billion. The NFL got five. I don't know what the number is, but they pay $5 billion, Fox yes. did, to get the NFL. It don't go up, it don't go down until the contract is over. Well, if that's the way it is, then the NFL lawyer should be fired. They should get new guys. Because you can't tell me, hey, the, the Fox is banking on $1 billion in sales on ads, and then they get $1.5 billion, and the NFL doesn't say, hey, well, you know, we, like, that, that's, some of that should be ours. 
Man, so, see, they, I, I, I'm sure there's mechanisms in place yeah, for that. It's, no, like, it's like incentives in a player contract, man. They don't do it. That's what I'm talking about. Ain't no incentives. That's for players. There is no, you know when the incentive comes? When the yeah. contract, when the deal is over, they do what you're talking about. Well, that last deal we signed was, yeah, it was too good. We gave y'all a sweetheart deal. We ain't going to do it this time, so we're going to crank it up a notch. Maybe. I'm saying those, those lawyers need to be fired if there is not something, some wording in that contract that covers that. Well, they well, need to go. Everybody, everybody, they both take a risk. So they because both, there's no set amount of money any ever on anything. Not on, not on drugs you pay, pharmaceuticals, not on doctor's visits. Hey, you don't have it. I don't have it. I do. If, you, you, and your, it, 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 I mean, like, I don't have a contract. There's no bonuses, Dave. There's no bonuses in TV contracts with a sports league. There's no bonus. Yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you, there's something in there somewhere that will do this. I'm telling we're gonna, you. We're going to do the research. We're going to come if, back next week. If, we're anybody is, if any of the four people watching tonight, because we've grown by one, I'm sure. So uh, last time it was three. But if any of the four people watching tonight have any kind of legal knowledge of the NFL contracts, please <laughs> let us know. And I'll try to look them up. But if you're a lawyer, tell me that you would be doing the same stuff. You would be saying, okay, well. If- in, the, in the TV contracts, come on, bro. We, we got to stick to the sports contract. I, I, there's no way. They both take a risk, Dave. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. What you're saying might make sense. But, but I'm there, are, there are always clauses in contracts to mitigate risk. Always. So, uh, uh, I we'll have to find it, out. Okay. It it might one of the other side might, for example, we already know that the NBA taking money back from the players. I'm just saying that I see where you could come up with the concept and think that that might also be the same thing. But in all the times we heard about a TV deal, no one has ever mentioned that. I, I'm just saying, research and no research, we would know that, but we've lived enough years on this planet about TV. Deal. Like, I, the one of the biggest things that shocked me was that Fox admitted that they will never, ever, ever make the money back that they pay for the NFL, which is the reason they say how they make money is advertising their other shows. Yeah. Like, they even put them people in the, <clears throat> in the stands. Like they'll put yeah. their new TV show, put them in. They don't even sit there in them seats. They just sit there long enough to say, hey, we're watching the game. Come see us Tuesday night at six. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason they sit there. That's how they get. Money. And then they charge. Then they charge more for that TV show because we help got the ratings up by telling people who watching sports. Hey, come watch this show. Maybe you give it a try. The right. ratings go up. That's how they make it on that. The little sliding scale that you think they have, they make it somewhere else, David. It's not you in that call contract. It a sliding scale. I'm not saying it's a sliding scale. I'm saying there's there's something in there that mitigates some of that extra money. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll do some research. All right. So, all right. Moving on. Uh, so the NBA this week, uh, they postponed the draft lottery and the combine indefinitely. They haven't given a date or any of that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm going to miss that. No. <laughs> I watch. I, I love watching the the combine. Why? You got enough damn people that work in the NBA office, man. Somebody, what is your scout doing? What's your scout doing right now? What is your scout doing? You have yeah. a head, you have an area scout. Yeah. You have a college scout. You got a pro scout, and they all got. What is he doing? But they got. They still got. 
They you still got to be social distancing. You can't have 50 guys in the same gym. It's just, you can't the NFL that had social distance, they managed to not even bring guys in and still had a drought. It's ridiculous. You're paying these people all this good money. Listen, I could drive for the Bulls right now. Put me on the clock. I will draft the best player for the Bulls, I promise you. And I ain't going to even charge you but 1% of what they charge in their GM right now. It would be fun. You know what? I think they should not only have the draft, but I think that they should draft you this June and be playing in July. Let's let them rookies play. Let's put them on the roster, baby. Come on in and get your five to eight minutes. Let's see what you can give a pimp right now. Just put play, baby. We how are you, you going to have a draft when you haven't completed a season? Five a scouting department. We've discussed this last week. No. You at right now, if you're the AC, you're still eighth. You you're have still not finished eighth. your records. Posis draft positions may change. No, it ain't gonna change, bro. You the you for what's you do what's best for the game, what's best for the people. I matter. We want to see basketball. It would be exciting to see a dude have a his rookie season gonna be like eleven months. <laughs> Come there on, is, man. There is no logic to that at all. And it, who said it had to be logical? It just has. <laughs> entertaining i don't give a damn about no logical it's about sports it's about playing having fun entertain what would be more entertaining while lebron is at the free throw line you get a little draft ticker and say hey they just draft therese maxi from kentucky and he flying in to play the second half that would be awesome <laughs> that would but that's a fantasy, and you know that, and I know that. Hey. It's funny. That's funny. It's really funny. That would be cold-blooded, bro. It would. It would be awesome. Uh, you know, I would, I would love to see that, but it's not going to happen. And they they got to finish. So they got to at least say, okay, the, the season is finished now, and this whatever record you have is whatever record you have, and that's your draft position. They got to be able to say that. It's done right now. They should say it right now. Well, I'm saying, that's, if they did that, then that's fine. That's if that's what they say, okay, we're going to, when we resume again, it's going to resume with playoffs with the standings that are current. And that's your, your, that's your final position. But they have to announce that first. So until then, draft positions are not set, so you cannot hold the lottery. They said. Yeah. They ain't going to be a season. Yeah. So, and they're talking about uh, possibly delaying the start of next season to December, which we already talked about before. That's and I'm fine. fine with that. yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Nobody watched the NBA but me and you. <laughs> until Christmas Day, anyway. And I, I'm gonna, but I would love to come to Vegas in September for summer league. I think that would be awesome. Ooh, ooh, even better, October, because it's my birthday and yours. Yeah. Happy birthday yeah. to us. Yeah, it'd be nice too. October be banking. Yeah. So, it's about 80, uh, 85. So raise for those of you who want to send gifts when it's time. Ray's birthday is October 25th. Mine is Halloween, October 31st. Two Scorpios on a show. So yeah, well, we, we might have missed that time. We want to preach us from the bleachers. It could have been just two Scorpio. <laughs> no, preach us from the bleachers. It's better. It's better. It's better. It's well, better. you know, maybe we can do a segment called Two Scorpios where, you know. <laughs> People hear Two Scorpios, they hear freaky stuff, man. Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. I'm a good saint. I don't do nothing freaky. Well, what I understand is that the Scorpio women are the ones that are freaky. Is that right? That's what I understand. And I have dated a Scorpio before. And, and anyway, we're moving on. <laughs>
<laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, Jesus. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. People aren't going to want to see us just laughing at each other. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you, uh, Barkley and Jordan, uh, mm. the friendship. It's it's sad they're not friends anymore. Uh, I hate that, you know, because I love Barkley and I got all the respect in the world for uh, for Jordan. But uh, man, I'm not. I, I, I don't really understand why Jordan can't take criticism. I know he was the greatest ever and he had this drive. And what Jordan said, and Barkley said, look, I, I didn't say anything that Phil Jackson didn't say. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm sorry, I just delved into this. Barkley and Jordan used to be great friends. Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan used to be the greatest of friends. Uh, a few years ago, Barkley said something uh, about um, Jordan when he was running the Wizards. Is that right? Or, or was it the Bobcats still? It was, Probably, it was the Bobcats. It was the Bobcats. He said, he's, you know, Mike's not doing that great of a job. You know, he, he ought to be doing better or could be doing better or something like that. And Jordan did not like that. And since then, Jordan has not talked to Barkley at all. So they were greatest of friends, and now they're they're not friends at all. And and Barkley said, you know, he's saddened by that, and uh, hates that it's that way. And he's like, you know, I, I really didn't say anything that Phil Jackson didn't say, uh, but I think the relationships are different. So Phil Jackson was the coach, sort of a mentor to Michael, whereas Barkley was sort of a peer and a brother. And uh, if you look at it as a father-son relationship, your father can say things to you that your brother cannot. So I guess I understand that, but I didn't think the criticism was harsh enough for Jordan to say, I'm not talking to you anymore. You're not my friend. So, so I, I think Mike, Mike thin skin cause he can't do the same thing in the front office as he did in the court. It's right. too much competitiveness inside of him to let something like that stand. Yeah. In my opinion, Mike and Mike is wrong, but if you're going to call out your boy, Everybody, man, you it's a certain way to do it. They do it every day on TV. Hey, Mike, man, I love you. You my boy, but come on, Doc. We gotta do a better girl. You can't just come out. You supposed to be my boy. Yeah. I know you got a job to do, Charles, and I know you gotta be Charles Barkley. But if we boys, hey man, you got to call, you got to, you got to soften that blow a little bit. You yeah. just can't come out and hit me with the left and you supposed to be my boy. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it like, <laughs> I mean, he did sort of say that kind of softly. I mean, it wasn't like a, man, Mike, you suck. You are not good at this at all. You ought to quit. No, no, I was like, yeah, I think you can do a better job. You I, should do a better job. I didn't, I didn't hear the comments. If yeah. you was running a it squad, wasn't hard. if you was running a squad and you, you, you know I love you and you was doing a bad job and I had to say it on TV, I would, I wouldn't say it. I would just say, hey man, that's my boy, man. <laughs> like I would you would hear it in my voice. Yeah. I wouldn't have to tell you how I wouldn't have to say how bad of a job. It's like, hey man, that's my guy, man. Yeah. That's our that's the only way to say that to convey to the people that, yeah, I think my boy could be doing a better job, but I ain't finna say it out loud because I got love for him. So that's how that's I, I mean I, I see both sides, Mike being a little sensitive. Because he can't dominate in the office the way that he dominate on the court. Charles being Charles like he normally do, but probably could have softened it even more. Especially if you know Michael's sensitive about this. Yeah. If you would have called Mike out on the court, 
wouldn't have been an issue. Because Mike would have shown you. He would have pushed you. <laughs> he would have showed you. Oh, yeah. excuse me, what you say? All right, I'm going to go ahead and get 50 tonight. You see what I'm saying? But he can't do it in the front office. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's hard. It's hard building a team. It's well, hard. That, that's one of the things, like Magic and Larry Bird have both said, you know, that's one of the things that's the hardest for them that when, when they came back to coach is that they can't con- take control on the court. They can't do the things as a coach that they could do as a player and go in and, and, and influence the game from the court. And when you so, when you when you're great, when you're yeah. when you're really great players, really things come to you more naturally and come to you more easily than it does to a scrub. Yeah. So when you're Magic Johnson, man, that little brief stint that he was coaching, he can't understand why the scrub don't see what he would have saw on the right. court. He don't comprehend that. That's why people like Phil Jackson are great coaches. He was a scrub. I was a good role player. I can see it. I can see it from different angles where, you know what I mean? Like a player, like a player that's just busting his butt all the time, but he don't quite have the skill. You know, when it's time to put this guy in the game, we need some scrappiness. He ain't got, you know what I mean? Put this guy in the game. I'm kind of like magic might not understand what he, they don't understand people like Patrick Beverly. That's, that's why Doc Rivers is so good. J.J. Barea is going to be a great coach. In Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. First of all, you got to tell people about J.J. Barea. All right, well, I, got, I just had We'll move on to J.J. in a minute. But I was going to say about Barkley, one of the things that former athletes say the hardest thing for them to do when they become uh, people in the media is to do that criticism on – former teams and stuff like that. And people don't understand that, hey, this is my job now, is I have to talk honestly and say what I think for real about this team or that player or whatever else. And so that's uh, one of the hardest things, like you were talking about in being my boy, you know, the, the players or the guys that they're criticizing now say, man, well, you're my boy. Why are you doing this? Well, because that's my job now. I'm, I'm not, you know, changing our friendship or anything, but this is this is what they pay me to do. So, but anyway, so... Uh, what you want to know about JJ Barrett? I love man. JJ you gotta Barrett. tell you gotta tell people about you, me, and JJ Barrett. You, me, and JJ. Yeah, you think he I love good? I love Barrett. You don't. Man, right? It ain't that I don't love him. I'm just saying it at 25 with JJ Barrett at 25 oh, and yeah. at 25, oh, I would yeah. tear his butt. JJ wouldn't have a chance in hell a plan against a 25 year old me. I don't know how he in the league. I don't know who he got pictures of, yeah. but JJ Barrett, come on, dog, man, ain't no way in the world, man. I, I man, I would not JJ Barrett. I know you in love no, with JJ Barrett. I'm not in love with JJ, but when, J, when JJ, what's that? JJ Barrett is a winner. Yes, they ain't got when, when, when he steps on the court, all of a sudden they got like a run of ten or eleven points, man. It happens every time he hits that outside shot. He makes the great pass. And, you know, you you say that when you were 25, you would have taken him easy, but he's beating guys in the NBA now, and he's over 30. I Patrick so, Beverly his ass. Yeah, I'm just telling you flat out right now. I but think, but we agree that JJ Barea is always gonna be a winner for one reason. What's that? The wife. Oh, Miss Puerto Rico. Oh Lord, Miss Puerto Rico. Yes, yeah. sir. JJ. I, I will stump you in a game, but you're gonna always have me beat off the court, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when the uh when the uh Mavs won the championship, 
we went down to the parade. I was dating a, a Hispanic woman at the time, you know, Griselda, you met her. Uh, mm -hmm. And her daughter, Alejandra, her, her daughter, Alejandra, made a big sign that said, uh, Te amo, JJ's. And number 11 had his number and everything on there. She was up on my shoulders holding the, the big sign up and stuff. So that was really cool. So uh, I'm always going to be a big fan of JJ Brand. And I, there's no way I think you could have taken him. But uh, you know me at 25, brother. You ain't know, you ain't no, know me, my brother. You didn't make the a, NBA. I was a beast. I just ran downhill at my age, a half a mile in about six minutes. Hey, Amen. You don't know that the 25-year-old me was a beast. I think you rolled. I don't think you ran. Whatever. I got down. <laughs> it, the, the results don't matter how. Nobody yeah. wants to know how the sausage is made. They it's good. The results, the end results was six minutes, and that's pretty doggone good at my age, at my weight, and my knees. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. So moving on, let's go on to tailgating, so stuff outside the arena. But uh, So we said we might talk about some sports movies this year uh, at, the, at this time. What do, what do you think? Do you have, like, some favorite sports movies you like? Uh, Remember the Titans. Remember the oh that was a great one. Man, I just like Remember the Titans. I don't even know all the reasons why I just remember it. It probably because my son Xander, they played like this clip in um in um in church. They played a clip from Remember the Titans. Yeah. I wasn't in church that day, right? <laughs> and and Xander looks up, uh Coach Boone was delivering some speech, and he looks up at his mom and say, That's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, so maybe Xander has been around a few of my um, coaching speeches. Preaches. You know, sometimes they could get you know real preachy. Hence the term "preachers from the bleachers." But yes, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe that might be the reason why it's my favorite. But you know, what I mean, it was a good. It was good on so many levels. The yeah. whole, the whole, um, the whole part about with the racism in it. And then having to win, imagine having the pressure of knowing that you have to win out no matter what. Yeah. Or you're gone. Yeah. You got to win the championship or you're done. Or you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, that was a great movie. I've seen it many, many times. I, I just, you know, uh, it was very moving. I, I, the, the, I'm, I'm a Civil War buff a little bit. I used to be a lot more than I am now. But, uh, the, the visit to Gettysburg when they went to Gettysburg and he talked about the battlefield and all that kind of stuff. That was, uh, that was really cool. Got to you. Made yeah. you feel something. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and I love the relationship between the, the main two defensive players, man. I, I kind of think of, you know, them like you, you and me. Right. You know? And just, you know, when it, you know, Gary Bertier says, you know, I, I, I didn't know any better. I, I was just hating my brother. And, uh, so yeah, I, you know, I'm with you there. I love that movie. So I, I, I generally tend to, to to like the comedies a lot more, like sports movies. So I like the inspirational stuff, like The Natural, but and 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 other kind of stuff like that. But I like the the comedies, like uh, White Men Can't Jump. That was awesome. Uh, love it. Love and basketball was a good one. That was kind of a rom com, but it wasn't a comedy. Mm. I, I love uh, Saint Nathan, man. Mm. And and. and Omar Epps is, is one of my favorite actors, too. Mm. But my two favorites, I'm going to say, probably I watch them anytime they're on, if I'm flipping channels or whatever, was The Replacements with uh, Keanu Reeves mm. and uh, Orlando, uh, what's his name? Blue. Orlando Jones. 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 Orlando the, Jones. The black, black Orlando, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah my bad. <laughs> uh, love that movie. is freaking hilarious. 
Orlando Jones is so damn funny in that. John Favreau was in that. Uh, you know, I love uh, Orlando Jones. Is like, uh, what's his name in the, in the movie? I forget. Clifford uh, Clifford Franklin. The football, like a one man cold. Clifford Franklin, the only one catching it. Clifford Franklin, the only one coming down with it. <laughs> and the dude can't catch a ball to save his life. He caught one ball because they put stick him on his hands. So he's just hilarious, man. And then Goon. Have you ever seen Goon? Mm, yes. It's a hockey movie. At your, at your recommendation, I watched Goon. I'm pretty sure I watched half the first half of it at your house. It is freaking hilarious. And I've, I've watched it probably seven times, man. It's a... Uh, it's just really funny. If you're out there and you have not seen Goon, it is a hockey movie with Sean William Scott of uh, Stifler fame from the American Pie movies. But uh, And the hockey's not even the funny stuff. The story is about a bouncer who we can identify with because we were bouncers. But he was so good at fighting that the local team said, hey, you want to come out and try to be a hockey player because our guys suck. He said, like, oh, I can't skate. Oh, we'll teach you to skate. Come on. So his job was to beat the crap out of guys and uh, on the ice because, they, you know, he was the enforcer. So, you know, anyway, he's just this lovable guy who's a, who's a bouncer. And, and they don't even do the enforcer thing now in the NHL. The, no, enforcer, the enforcer role in the NHL has gone by the wayside. There's still a few guys in the league that do that and i'm really only telling you this to just show off i do know a little bit about that hockey (laughs) (laughs) what's cool about goon to me is it's it's based on a true story so based on this guy who was uh now i didn't know that though it is is at the end of the movie they show some clips of the real guy getting in fights and stuff like that. And his friend, who's played by Jay Baruchel, is actually, you know, filming all the stuff when he's, and he's talking to him when he's coming off the, you know, ice with these big black eyes and stuff like that. So it's, it's a really funny movie and pretty good. So, um, anyway, they, I could talk about sports movies all night long, man. I mean, there, uh, there's, there's like a hundred of them. I, I just, just for grins today, I Googled like great sports movies and there was like a thousand of them that brought up and I was like, Oh yeah, that one, that one, that I've seen all of them. Uh, there's a few I haven't seen, but uh, maybe I need to make a list and go see all the ones I haven't. So uh, anyway, it's time now. It's time. You know what it's time for? Now what time is it? It's Ray's Rumination. Oh, sh- I love Ray's Rumination, but I'm going to make it sweet and simple and short today. Mother's Day is coming. Man, I don't, you know, even as a father, man, I feel like that my love is short from my kids. But some days I understand it because I love my mom. I hope my mama never dies. If my mama should happen to die, I'm getting in the casket with her. I love my mom so much. And I just want everybody to take something. If you got a mom, some people ain't got their mama no more. Yeah. Right? So if you got a mama and you listen to this show, you just happen to listen to this show before Mother's Day, even if it's after the Mother's Day, whenever it is, whenever possible, please just just show your mom some love. That's all I got. All right. Thank you, Ray. Uh, Now, for David's dialogue, I'm not going to go that deep. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to say, you know, a lot of states are are opening up a whole lot of stuff, during the coronavirus now, uh, numbers are probably bound to go uh, get higher and uh, more deaths and more, uh, you know, people that have the virus. Uh, I'm just going to say, hey, if you're one of the people going out there, you got to go to work or you're going to go out there to the park or the beach or whatever you're going to do. 
just be safe. Stay away from other people. Go out, do the things you want to do. Just stay away from other people. Wear your mask. Wear your gloves. You don't need to be protesting anything, up honking your horns at City Hall or any of that kind of stuff. Just go out, do your thing. Just keep your distance from people. Let's, let's try to get this thing over with as quickly as possible. I know it's going to be around for a long time, but if you don't got to be touching somebody, if you don't have to be in somebody's face, just keep your distance. A lot of people making masks now, they're not hard to find anymore. So <laughs> that's all I have for tonight. Uh, no shout outs or anything this week. And man, we got some guys that are really listening to us. We, we really appreciate that. If you would like, uh, Please forward this to all your friends if you if you uh, enjoy listening to us. Uh, you can see us on YouTube. A lot of you are watching on YouTube. Also, we are on the podcast forum, anchor.fm slash preachers from the bleachers. So if you don't have YouTube with you on your phone or whatever, you can listen to it. Uh, download the anchor.fm app and bookmark our show. You can listen on that. And, and you don't have to look at our faces, you know. I don't know why you wouldn't want to. I'm pretty. Ray, Ray you're pretty. I mean, you know, I'm just. Yeah, some days. Maybe not today. But I did wear this hat because one of our female viewers that actually she said she liked to see me in the hat. So I did this just for her. All right. And what else, <laughs> you, what else are you wearing today for the first time? Oh, I'm naked from the waist down, player. I'm talking about the headphones, fool. Oh, the headphones. Yeah. Well, this ain't the first time. Just the first time on the show. This yeah. was a gift from my half birthday from... Uh, as a dude, I love. Oh, it's from you, yeah. But oh, yeah. Out nicely. I hope when people hear me, they won't have such that little echo in the background. Again, man, we ain't professionals. We just two dudes talking, trying to do our best, having fun with it, you know. So hopefully, this will sound better to people who actually listen to the show. I hope so. I hope so. So uh, that's our show this week. Appreciate it. I always love talking to you, Ray. You know I do. So, and uh, we will see you guys uh, next week. All right, peace. Love see you. See you, man. Love you, too.